It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. We've got a great one today about love and basketball. Yeah, the fast break, the timeout, the tip-off, one-on-one zone defense, going to the hoop, maybe a three-point play. Our special guest today is Keith Dent. He's a uh, relationship expert out of the great state of New Jersey, and he's going to be joining us on Guys Guys Radio, talking to us about uh, a lot of issues that couples run into these days and how they can uh, communicate better. And he's written a book, In the Paint, which is about um, relationship issues as told through using the metaphor of basketball and basketball terms in it to help guys relate to it and also help women relate to the language of men. And, uh, you know, it's like whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get couples together to be heard, to listen to one another, and to make things happen in a positive direction. So we're going to bring Keith out in a moment. This is Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny, and I thank you for always listening and supporting us here on the show, and we'll be right back in a moment. host, Robert Manny, welcoming you back to the show again. We've got, as I mentioned, a special guest um, who's going to join us, a, a male a relationship expert. And what we like to do on Guys Guys Radio, I like to have some of the guys' points of view. I like to have the woman's point of view. We do some metaphysical folks, as we've done over the last couple of weeks. And I like to get a little bit of everything so people can become aware of different uh, thoughts and different ways of handling situations, and then they can make their own determination as to what works with them and, and what doesn't. And since we've been on kind of a roll with relationships recently, I figured we'd continue. So I've got a special guest. He's a Jersey guy like I am. His name is Keith Dent. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He's got a book. It's called In the Paint, How to Win at the Game of Love. And he basically matches up uh, relationship ex- uh, issues with basketball and uh, that makes it easy for the guys to kind of pull it all together. And hopefully it makes it easier for the women to understand kind of the male mindset. So uh, the book is designed to strengthen relationships and marriages by using coaching principles to educate and inform and inspire. So it's a unique idea. It's the first one I've ever seen that's uh, based on basketball. So that's cool. And I love the game. And uh, I can see the correlation between relationships and sports for sure. And uh, let's tell you a little bit about Keith and then we'll get started. He's got more than a decade of experience in the field of counseling, coaching individuals, couples, teens, and their parents to help them improve their relationships and their ability to achieve their personal goals, which is great. He has got a company, Strive to Succeed, and they work with couples to help them achieve the kind of relationships they envisioned when they first made commitment to each other. Because a lot of times uh, people have one vision, and then once you get deeply into the relationship or in a committed relationship, things start to change, and there are surprises, and uh, nobody likes surprises. Strengthening communication, revitalizing their understanding and empathy for each other helps couples regain the romance and closeness that they long for, even in the everyday real world. So Keith, a little bit about him. He, as I said, he's a Jersey guy. He's been married 19 years, uh, probably 20 now since this book came out. And he has three kids, bachelor of science from Georgetown, master's from uh, the new school, 
And he's also a certified empowerment coach by the Institute for Professional Empowerment Coaching. And he's been a guest on lots of media. And he says that having a coach is like having a GPS for life. And I think a lot of people nowadays are uh, using uh, coaches for their careers, for just their personal growth, and also for relationships. So it's interesting to hear what coaches have to say and how they can help us and something for your consideration. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Keith Dent. How are you? I'm great, Robert. Thank you uh, for having me on the show. Uh, really looking looking forward to just uh, you know speaking with you today. All right, great. And our listeners, uh, I hope they're going to learn a lot from you. So let's talk a little bit about your background and kind of what you were doing that uh, before you're doing what you're doing now, which is the counseling, and what led you across that bridge to be a a counselor and a coach? Um, Well, initially, um, when I kind of started coaching, uh, it's just, it's interesting how things morph. You know, I I played baseball in college. So, you know, when I was in corporate America, I had an epiphany um, one time just going to a client that I thought, oh, you know, I should be a coach of some sort. So I was thinking it was going to be on the athletic realm, but that quickly turned into first uh, youth development work and then getting my certification uh, in coaching. And then it, it morphed into kind of doing um kind of sexual education, more abstinence education uh, in teens in the inner city. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you're a New York guy, but so it was in yep. East Orange, East Orange, New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, I would talk to the students and just hear some of the stories uh, that they would get from their parents. So I was like, okay, so this kind of the bad behaviors are being passed down. Right. And, and then, you know, one of the things that was kind of interesting to me is that This is around the time when, um, you know, the marriage reality shows were out and they would focus more on the wedding and not the marriage. And then you would hear, you know, like The Bachelor and all that. And you'd hear, you know, maybe a few months later that the wedding was over. (laughs) And and so I know it's a show and everything, but it was it was the premise that the wedding was more important uh, than the marriage. So I said, um, so I said, hey, well, hey, uh, there's there's a there's an area there where in, adults need this support uh, in relationships. And so that's how I kind of got into it. Got it. And I think you're right on. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people get excited about the idea of getting married. And then then you hear terms like starter marriage and things like that. And it's like, you know, what, what were you thinking? The idea is to you get married and you you go with as as long as you can. Obviously, some marriages are going to end in divorce, but a lot of times people just don't take marriage as seriously as the vows are. Uh, I myself, I was so I was single for so long, Keith, that my my family stopped asking me when I was getting married. At when I go home on Thanksgiving, it was so long, and and I I learned a lesson. I had had a lot of long term relationships with some terrific women, but none of them really worked out for for it turned into marriage, and I I thought it was time, and then I had an, my own epiphany, which was. I realized that I needed to make room in my heart for somebody else uh, mm. to be able to have a successful relationship. And I don't know what triggered that, but I had that thought. And sometimes you, we just get things from the universe or whatever, and it's just a matter of we need to 
we need to be listening more than we do. It's right, true for right. relationships also. And I told my mom, I remember that Thanksgiving, I said, hey, mom, I'm getting married. And she says, really? To who? I said, I don't know. But, you know, within a year, I'm going to be married. And a year later, I was engaged. And then I got married. And I've been married for about eight years. And we have a five-year-old son. And everything changed. So I understand where you're coming from, buddy. Wow, Let's that's talk. great. That's great. Let's talk about, um, you know, you work with couples and uh, is your, your focus, your sweet spot, is it working with couples who are in committed relationships? Is it uh, dating? Is it um, sexual issues? Is it uh, communication? Uh, is it before they get married? Where, where do you mm-hmm. find your sweet spot and, and what created that? Uh, where, where was kind of the need in the market, if you will? Yeah, I think there's my uh, sweet spot. Um, by virtue of when uh, I think uh, marriages start to kind of shift a little is when couples are kind of married probably three to five years and they have children or it's either a first child or it's a second child because that's when relationships really start to shift. Uh, I think the expect, because the one expectation or the wife will usually shift to the children mm-hmm. um, because, you know, there's a, their needs, uh, the needs that we're going to the husband now have to go somewhere else. And oftentimes the men don't shift in the same way. Right. And so that can cause that can cause a conflict and couples really have to start to dig in and communicate more and. And really um, plug into what the expectations are going to be going forward. And that's, you know, that's a tough conversation to have. Right. um, Because oftentimes (laughs) we as men are not just, I wouldn't say clueless, but just don't know some of the changes that women go through from a physical standpoint as well as a mental standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of times, and I was the same way where I thought, well, okay, I get married and it's, you know, I'm with this beautiful woman. I really love her and everything's we're just going to keep having sex and fun all the time. And then we had a kid and then things changed, you know, physiologically, physiologically changed. And then, you know, the amount of sex changes and then the interest in sex changes. And then, you know, you, you, over time, I think the guys realize, Hey, I have a, I have offspring here. I need to put my love uh, towards the kid. Hopefully that, that happens. But tell us um, a little bit about in your, from your perspective, what happens with women when they get married and what happens with the men when they get married and what would they need to do better? Both of them, where are they both kind of missing? Um, you touched on it a little bit, but go. Yeah. Go, go I, I, but I, I, do, I think when, when women get married, um, I think that the, the expectations are okay. You are now uh, responsible. You know, you're responsible for the well-being of the family. And I'm not saying it's not just about making money. <laughs> it's right. about, mm-hmm. um, you know, what direction that you want you, you want our family to go in. What goals uh, do you want to set, you know, as far as making the family as, as best as possible? Um, what role will you have in care and caring for the house as well? Um, and how will, you know, how will we make our marriage work outside all those other factors? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of those expectations. And, you know, I think for the men, 
um, we I think we do think about well when is when are we going to keep having sex, <laughs> right. uh, and you know and um and, and I think a lot of times we even think okay what about the dinner what about all that other stuff are you still going to do those things that you did before the before the, the, the child the day, came the romance the romance yeah, right 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 I, I mean not just I mean the romance is you know are, is it still am I still going to be the first am I still going to be the primary one you care about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the couples usually, and for your business, they, they usually does a couple come to you together and say, we have an issue, or is it a woman dragging a guy? Because uh, uh, it's, it's going to be less frequently, I would think, that the guy's saying, come on, let's go see a marriage uh, coach. You know, you don't hear a lot of that, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, less frequently. I think guys, uh, I think things are shifting a little bit. Guys are, are interested in the getting the support they may not seek out as far as looking for counseling but if the, their wife does bring it to their attention they will come uh and get the support and that's what i've seen you know i've i i a lot of times it is the woman that is maybe has some issues and wants to discuss them but you know i usually will um expect that the guy will be there. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's one of the benefits and one of the reasons why I try to use sports analogies in my practice, because it does make the guys feel more comfortable in right. talking about some of the issues that they're having. Now, do you find when you do that, Keith, that, that some of the women say, yeah, that's cool. Or do some of them say, you know, uh, they, they, they frown upon it or, you know, or is it whatever it takes to get this guy to listen and pay attention? Um, but I think the light bulb really goes off for them because they can see, oh, that's what he was thinking. That's how mm-hmm. he was thinking. And so it's really helpful to, for them because I think at the time they're, they are frustrated. They just because they have no idea what the man is thinking, you know, because oftentimes they'll shut down right. um, or they just go into defensive mode and they're not really truly telling their spouse what the issue is or why they do things the way they do. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, um, you know, the issues that are going to uh, manifest during the relationship start when people are dating. And a lot of times, in my opinion, they're not in line with the values and expectations and or, or the guy paying attention enough to the small things the way women do. What, what, what is your, um, point of view on uh, dating today is uh, why is dating more complicated today perceptually? Well, I interview a lot of uh, relationship coaches and a lot Mm -hmm. of them focus on dating. And uh, I I don't hear a lot of, you know, I always thought dating was supposed to be a fun sport and I'm getting that it's like hand-to-hand combat now, that it's very serious business. It's very business business and the words romance don't come up at all. And, uh, it just seems to be, um, very tough landscape nowadays. What, what are your, uh, experiences in this Keith? Well, I, and I think it is more business now one, because the apps don't, don't help, uh, the tenders, the, what is it? Coffee chat or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's, that is more business. Like it's very quick to the point, uh, meet up, um, meet up, date, you know, go out on a date and then, you know, get intimate. So, I mean, there is no, where is no, where's the, I'm uh, trying to get to know you or 
at least talking? What are your thoughts on this? You know, and just having fun. So that's a lot of that is taken out. One, because of just the way um, our lives are today. Everything is fast paced and Mm -hmm. there's no need to, you know, to take your time. Everything is quick. You know, if it doesn't work out, move on to the next one. And I really do think in dating, folks are missing out on what, you know, at least, and if not, if the relationship doesn't work out, um, you know, at least meeting someone of value and getting Mm -hmm. to know a person. Now, uh, technology, you said you're not a big fan of the apps and all that. You know, on one hand, you could say technology can be our greatest friend when dating. My uh, my wife actually winked at me on Match.com. She was on a okay. three-day three day free trial. So it can, it can work out. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And you can meet a lot of, uh, you know, if you're a guy, you could sit at home in your tidy whities and connect with a lot of great women. And then, you know, hopefully you'll meet them. But the, the connection never happened unless you get together face-to-face. So on one hand... You, you can cast a much wider net and you can do some qualifying, whereas in the old days, you'd have to walk across the bar and say, hi, my name's Keith. Can I buy you, can I buy you a drink? And nowadays, right. you're, you know, it's back and forth on, a, on an app or a, uh, you know, a text or, or, or whatever. What's your perspective on uh, how you counsel your clients in terms of um, managing technology to make their lives and their dating lives and their relationship lives better instead of mm-hmm. more complicated? Well, I think one thing that you mentioned um, earlier in, when you, you spoke, and it was intent. So your intent was that you had to open your heart. And I think it is a, it can be a um, social media and apps can be a great tool, but it, you know, if I'm counseling uh, individuals and dating. I, I want to know, worst first of all, what's your intent? And then on, I think also in social, in social media, your profile has to be spot on on what you're looking for. Especially, I think from uh, the fe- you know, the female perspective, because I think you know, men are going to read through the profile. Oh, they're oh, they're interested in this, um, and I'm going to go for that. And if it, it but you, if you're not clear on, okay, I'm looking for, let's say I'm looking for a long-term uh, relationship. Uh, so uh, the individual that's interested in that will gravitate to that first. So that's mm-hmm. really what's, that's really important, uh, the important thing. And so it, it can be used as a great tool. I know there are people that have, um, that have met in, on Match and .com and the those sites, but it's really the profile and your intent that's really important. And then, uh, you know, don't, and then once that is the case and you do find a match or a few matches, yo, make, make sure you have some very important qualifying uh, questions that will help you make the determination if you want to move forward in the dating and mm-hmm. uh, dating. And so that, I think that's important. It's the making, answering the right questions, you know, having the right questions and making sure person that you're dating and talking with gives you the answers that you feel are sufficient in order to move forward. Okay. In your practice, what, uh, let me, let me ask you a couple of questions. One, um, <laughs> you, you mostly the majority is it couples that you work with or individuals? Couples. Okay. Couples, so whether, da- whether dating or married. Okay. And what are the top three things they come to you for? What, you, you know, a lot of times, like for instance, I do hypnosis. 
And there's three things we work on, and it's usually becoming a non-smoker, managing your weight, or sleeping better. And those are three very popular things that people struggle with. And um, so for your business, what what are the most prevalent issues that people come to you with? I think one of the biggest um, frustration is um, well communication. They're just not on the same. They're not on the same page. Um, I guess meeting needs. I don't know if that's kind of it's kind of similar, but the needs aren't being met. Um, and then probably in infidelity is the uh, and you may think that would be the top one, but that's really in the relationships that I really deal with. The the top two are communication and meeting the. Needs are not being met, mm-hmm. and then infidelity is one. Okay, and the fidelity is that usually guys uh, sneaking around, or is it both? No, it's both. Mm-hmm. It's both. And when when it's the women, uh, is it a reaction, or is it uh, they're just like can be like guys? Um, in other words, it, the guy it, cheated, it, yeah, so yeah. they're going to cheat too. Versus they start by cheating. I uh, know. I think it it, it varies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually based on probably needs not being met and they happen to, it just happens where they felt someone that, you know, happened to be meeting their needs at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. and the man usually wasn't privy to either, uh, reaching out to find out if there were some issues was just going on thinking that things were fine. Um, or just really wasn't, you know, just didn't care at the time. It was just totally oblivious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of guys, um, the way they seem to roll is that if if they have an issue, they bring it up. And then uh, if you can agree or disagree, and then they base their next moves based on how the conversation went and what you had to say. And if they don't bring anything up, you can assume they're probably pretty happy. Women yeah, right. uh, deal more in subtext, and a lot of times they're communicating with the guys, but the guys are not paying attention close enough to realize that there's an issue. And many times men get dumped because, and they're blindsided because they had no idea that the woman was so frustrated or uh, dissatisfied with the, with the communication. What's your, been your experience with that, Keith? Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's spot on. We, you know, men live by, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality. And they'll, they'll just move along. And, and as long as, you know, their needs are being met, somewhat met. They're not really going to plug in and think, um, well, oh, am I, am I, am I doing all that I need to do for the relationship? And, and the woman will just, you know, they may drop some hints, but may not necessarily come out in a full blown conflict. Like, you know, this is just isn't working out. Um, and so that's, you know, and that's when what I use the sports analogies to help you know, just to help them, uh, woman use language that men will understand. Like, you know, look, we need a timeout. In the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're lo- and you know, cause men don't understand like, Oh wait, the game's not going in the right direction. With Oh wow. So you don't think this, our relationship is. Way, you know, kind of the way communicate women will usually come in communicate um, we'll try to drop pants and they're like, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. Or they just, they're just not following. So that's why I think, I think it's really important that to use analogies that men will understand. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So in the book, you talk about um, sex being an issue between couple members of a couple, and um, you have complementary, traditional, soulmate, and emotionally expressive. Could you talk a little bit about that and um, how kind of the, you work in the whole sports analogy with it, with the, of the game of hoops? Um, well, yeah, and, and that, and that get, does get to be a very uh, sensitive topic. And I, I try to, when I kind of use the sports analogies uh, for that part, I really try to talk about kind of the passion right. of the passion of the game. So, um, like for example, someone's really passionate is working after hours and doing kind of the little things uh, to make them better, as opposed to someone who's just there collecting, you know, just collecting check uh, once the game is over and is out the door. And, you know, you have in, you know, in basketball, you do have those players. You do have those players that are just there to get the check, you know, not working hard um, and just out the door. Because, you know, I think in sex, that is there is that extra, especially in marriages. You know, that's kind of the extra thing that kind of will that will fall by the wayside the fastest because, you know, we're all tired from working. Uh, maintaining the house, making sure the kids get what they need, and then that, what's the last part <laughs> on people's minds? You know, it's usually sex. Because right. then what's going to what's going to kind of what's going to come after all that other stuff is done is in sleep. Because folks just want to sleep. I had a client that I worked with last um, this past week, and she was saying, "It's like, look, I know that you know, I know he wants these things. I know he wants to be more intimate. But the the first thing that's on my mind after all the stuff I take care of is going to bed." And so how do you, yeah, you know, sure. how do you get couples to kind of weave, weave their way into that? And it's really trying to um, maybe, you know, and it, it's not romantic, but scheduling those things, uh, make putting it, if you put it on your calendar, it's like, okay, this is something. So, you know, it's something you have to work on. It's more tricking your mind to say, look, this is something that's important to me and that I have to do it. So it sounds like uh the women, the big issue for the women in the couples, uh, and just being generalist here, are mm-hmm. more about communication and expectations. And uh, the men, it's uh, more sexually driven. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, you mean when they have when they have challenges? Yes. You're saying? Yeah. Um, I yes, I think that's um, it is that is true for the women. I think for the men, that is a part of it until you kind of pull back the layers. Um, usually I think men, if they are disheartened with the relationship and it has, it, it's not involving sex, it really does take the, some time to want to concern because then they're going to, usually it may get thrown back in their face. Well, I'm not this way because of X. And, and they don't want it to get to that level. So mm-hmm. they may kind of put it, you know, put that down to the back burner until they, you know, start to realize when they're a little bit more relaxed and they're able to share in a kind of non-judgmental way, then they're more apt to bring up some of those issues. I think that men look at it where they're going to be judged if they have like a concern um, that is not, you know, that is not more physical, mm-hmm. it's some, you know, something that's a little bit more mental. Do you ever have you ever had any uh, clients where the woman's like, "I'm not getting enough, Keith. I, I need this guy's got to deliver him. He's got to bring the ball." 
You know, the hope. I, not, not, not yet, not yet. So, um, but I, I'm sure that will occur at some point. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, because I mean, you know, we do uh, as men, we can, you know, have our issues too, especially as we get older. And you're like, you know, we're not that we're riding it out, but it's, it, you know, it's like I think it's a catch twenty two. Sometimes men have, you know, they they have so they're so busy not so busy doing, but at times they've tried so hard and then they give up and like, look, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to subject myself to keep asking. It's like, right. you can look, mm-hmm. if she doesn't want to really, you know, if it's not a desire thing. Then I'm like, look, Hey, I'm good. Or then do they look outside then? Has that been your experience that, okay, I love my wife or my partner, but she doesn't want to do it anymore or as much as I do. And I got to get it. And it's not half of it is just a physical thing. What, what, what can I do, Keith coach? What do we do here about that? Should I go just get a little something, something on the outside? Do I stay with my partner? Do I just tough it out? It's right. really tough. And for the woman, you know, she might say, you got to, you got to tough it out. You got to go get a, you know, look at some porn or something. And the guy's going to say, nah, that's not what I want to do. I want to, I want real intimacy. And uh, if I'm not getting it from you, I got to get it somewhere and don't take it personally. Right. I mean, these things can, can build to a head right. pretty quickly where the guy's pissed off because, hey, he's not getting any. And the woman, and yet his woman is fantastic and he loves her and there's nobody else. But it's like, hey, I, I don't know if this is what I signed up for. Right. And that's one, one of the things that definitely you need to see a coach or a therapist about because there, there's nothing worse than then if you're, you're, the two of you aren't on the same page about sex and intimacy and you, one goes out and, and finds another partner uh, where the relationship will really be destroyed. And that's because you, you end up losing everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what's, you know, you can, cause you, we think we can sneak around and we can, we can avoid it be, being detected for a little while, but right. after, after a while, that's going to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think mental, mentally, you're, a piece of yourself does go to the other, to the other person as well. And it's just not a, it's not a very, right. I do not recommend it. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. So, yeah, I don't really- but, but now then, okay. So in this type of situation where the woman, she's tired and, uh, she's, she's, her sex drive is different and maybe the oxytocin goes more to the kids and, uh, the guy's like a horn dog and, uh, He's not getting it. And uh, so how do you bridge that? I know scheduling something, you know, that goes, you know, schedules change. How, in your experience, what, what are some of the steps you can take to, to because it sounds like the woman's got to have a different perspective on this for things to change. Because the guy's mm-hmm. horny and he wants to make love to his wife and his wife is not interested. So something's mm-hmm. got to change. Obviously, he has to romance her. He has to give it his best you know, right. to date her and put her right. in the mood. But also if she's just for psychologically or whatever, just not there or physically, I'm not feeling it anymore or menopausal mm-hmm. or whatever, like, what do you do? Well, there, there's, there is some help she may need to receive. And saying, look, are you, are you going to be okay that he in order to be fulfilled in his relationship? And so if he's just adamant about 
like, look, this is just what he's going to live with. Mm-hmm. And, if, and then I would go back to him and say, look, if this is not, obviously this is a need that she's not going to meet. Mm-hmm. Do you want to move forward in, in divorce? Um, or, you know, you know, it's really then in his court. Right. It's mm-hmm. in his court and he's going to do whatever he needs to be, needs to be done. And, and if she is aware that this is what his actions are going to be, then there's really nothing that you, you know, can be done. That's just how the relationship's going to be going forward. But I think it's a transparency of what the expectations are. As long as everybody's on the same page or fully understands what is going to be done, then you've done your part. Mm-hmm. So uh, does- a lot of times in relationships or man, it's always it's always a sneaky thing. Right. Yeah, that's not that's not good. But the, the, the then the woman in this particular instance, you know, she's going to understand like, well, OK, he's going to divorce you because he doesn't want to cheat on you. Do you do you understand that? Have you had that conversation? I I have not had that com- that conversation um, in in my practice uh, mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> so okay, um, um, but I do think that that is that is real. That's real out there. And couples, if there are any couples that are kind of experiencing that, that are listening uh, in the show right now, that they they really do need to decide and make um, a strong decision of what. If you are the wife in this case, what it is that you really need to do, right. uh, you might need to seek some, you might need to seek some help or a sexual, you know, a sexual counselor, sexual right. counselor mm-hmm. or intimacy counselor, because that's, right. that's another level. If you just are adamant, you, you know, you've chosen to be married to this person, you're just adamant about not wanting to do it. Right. Then there's some, there's some other issue that's going on right. that needs to be addressed. It's not just about getting counseling. Right. And, and, and sex can be without, with the risk of making general, general statements here, sometimes for the woman, it can be a more complicated issue where it could be about, you know, they had kids and it's a body image thing and they don't feel like they're bringing it the way they used to or whatever. And the, there's a whole bunch of myriad of factors that determine w- w- their level of sexuality, if you will. Whereas guys, this, this keep rolling, you know, we're not carrying the babies. And we're not breastfeeding the babies and we can go watch the basketball game after the baby's born. And we're still, you know, the same pretty much. Um, We don't go through the same changes that the ladies go through. So I guess you would uh, agree with me, Keith, that the guys have to be sensitized and have some empathy Mm -hmm. for the fact that, you know, there is a difference between how men and women age and how they deal with uh, having kids and and change and body change and all of that stuff. Is that true? Yeah. And I, and, and what's interesting, I do think guys do go through changes. We don't really necessarily uh, kind of discuss them. I think also as we get older, we do subconsciously um, look at our kind of mortality and we, we'll kind of gravitate to more younger women as a way to stay youthful right um or think that we're youthful because now we have we're able to talk to the 20 year old 21 year old or you know and 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 if they had shown interest it's like yeah i still got it and that's not something um that that's discussed a lot right and um and i think if we were able to you know realize that 
you know, this, you know, our sexual, you know, our sex that we have with our wives is not going to be the same, but when it is, it make it as best as, you know, the best thing possible things can be different. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about dating and then we'll uh, pivot from there because, um, you know, I think uh, I'd like to get your perspective as a coach nowadays, you know, who do you see, who pursues, uh, what what is a first date? Because there's so much uh, hanging out because of uh, the the use of technology in terms of uh, first communications and onward. Where there's uh, you know the old you know dating like go out on a date seems to be a foreign concept to a lot of uh, millennials. And then also who pays? My my experience has been speaking with a lot of uh, female dating and relationship coaches is that mm-hmm. they they to a person. They tell me that their clients, their female clients, want men to be men in the best sense of the word. That is, come up with a plan, keep things short and sweet, go out on a short date, pick up the tab, don't torture them about that. You know, um, listen to what they their interests are and come up with a you know a thing to do that fits into what they said, so that shows that you're listening. And then from there, after that first date, where the guy has kind of arranged it, picked up the tab. Then you start to say, okay, he gets a check, and then you can move from there. And over time, things are going to find their comfy zone for both members of the couple, if you will. Where mm. you know, let, nowadays women are—they're not at this—they're not at parity in terms of their earning with men, unfortunately. But it's getting better; it's getting closer, and there's a lot mm-hmm. more women in the workforce now. Right. And um, so, uh, you know, the guy paying for everything those days are kind of gone, unless the guy's loaded. So tell us a little bit about what you've heard and what your perspective and what your advice is to people getting back. Let's say they're a couple and now they're going back in the dating pool or people who are in the dating pool and they want to they want to find somebody and really uh, develop a relationship. What are your what's your advice, Keith? Well, and and that sounds about right from the female coaches. Um, I could see because I think the. Women do expect men to be men because of what they are used to seeing or what the expectations are of what a man does. But I think right now we're at a critical juncture because a lot of men don't know what being a man is. There are really no real role models out there outside of maybe sports figures and a great point. of that nature. It's a great point. Yeah. But th- what happens is that these, are, these men that are out there, those sports figures, they're all loaded. They, they make millions of dollars and they can get anything they want, uh, you know, as far as go anywhere they want. And so where does that leave the, the regular Joe? <laughs> you know, what are <laughs> exactly. they, yeah, what are they, what, how are you supposed to approach women? I mean, the Me Too movement, not that I'm saying that that's always number one, but I think men nowadays are very afraid how they approach women. And so what is it? What is it that they're supposed to do? What is a date? You know, how do you date that doesn't seem like, oh, you know, you want to, you know, you want to get to the end where possibly you're having sex. So I think um, that's what that's the biggest problem. Men just don't know what what a date is and how a date should go, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And how do you uh, coach them? Um, Well, I think. it's one to ask what it, you know, if you ask them to really come up with some, some things that they would like to do, uh, they could ask, uh, that's one. And two, think about some, think about going places where you can talk 
mm-hmm. to a person and have fun. Usually when I recommend like either on a blog or if I'm speaking to a, a client is like, think about a place where it's going to be fun. Um, you know, the movies aren't fun. The movie's great, but there's no going to, you're not going to get to know anybody at the movies. Um, you know, and I think dinner can be, or lunch can be overdone. You know, some, sometimes women get a little skittish about sharing because no, they're also eating at the time, same time. They right, want, right. You know, let's mm-hmm. say, you know, the bacon or right. the person that can't eat right. So right. that's going to be a date killer right there. So, you know, do, you know, do something fun, go to the museum where you, you can talk about, you know, discussing a painting or, you know, something where you Part are of the game. Yeah, the game, the game, painting. Well, the game, I don't necessarily recommend a game so much, only because okay. if they are, you, usually the men are going to be in the game. If, you know, if right. the women are not into it right. as right. much, right. you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be cheering, rah rah, and, you know, focused on the calls and you know the game specifically. Uh, you know, even if you're, you know, so if you like museum, even if you're not comfortable with the museum, at least you can find something there where you can talk about it and get her perspective mm-hmm. and then you can go back and forth. And I think that's really what makes a great date where you can get the woman to talk. You can talk a little bit and it's not, um, it's not in your face, mm-hmm. in your face so much. Let's, uh, if you don't mind, let's pivot a little bit to, uh, let's talk about cu- culturally, you know, the culture issues with dating. I'll, I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'm a white guy. I've dated a lot of Caucasian women when I was on match and the other, uh, d- dating sites and all. Everybody, everybody was dating. Like uh, I was dating a bunch of people. The women were dating a bunch of people. And then I, uh, I met my wife as, uh, and she's uh, Korean. And her, she grew up in Korea, but she, she was born there. And then you know she spent high school and all that here. So she's totally assimilated. But when we went out, she's like, "Well, aren't you going to take yourself off of match? Because we're going to go out, right, and see how it goes." And I was thinking to myself, I'm like. At first, I was squirming around trying to come up with excuses, and then I thought, you know what? She's right. I should just date her and see how it works, and if it works, it works out, and if it doesn't, then you just move on. But this juggling act that's part of our uh, Western culture, if you will, mm-hmm. is um, maybe it's counterproductive. So talk to us a little bit about um, the um, subtleties of culture, whether it's uh, race or countries that people come from that that you have picked up on that people need to know about uh, dating and uh, to be, um, I think particularly for guys to be sensitive to that, that not everybody does everything the exact same way. Is there any insights you can provide for that? Um, Well, I think culturally, um, and and I just do, and I know one of the biggest challenges of dating, especially from the, I guess, African-American perspective um, with that is that usually African-American women have the hardest time uh, dating and, and like match.coms and those things. Really? So, yeah. Well, yeah why, why is that? See, that's why I want to get at the juicy stuff here. I did not yeah. know that. And uh, oh. tell me why. I've, I've had black girlfriends and they were fantastic. And I love the fact that they were from a different culture. It was so refreshing. But I don't I didn't know that, you know, the subtleties the underneath and the reasons why. And I didn't know what you just said. So for our audience. Tell us why. Tell us how the uh, black African American experience of dating is different. Um, well, one of the biggest things there are more. I mean, it isn't. I'm sure it's a known. Thing. There are more women than men, African American men, that are just in the dating 
dating pool because I think there's more women that have college degrees um, that are doing well professionally and they just haven't been able to find uh, maybe someone of their level. And so they go to um, they go to match, you know, those those sites um, because they think they're going to be easier. It's like easier. You can you can self-select. Right. Um, you know who it is that may be interested in this primarily um, usually just by they just don't have the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I and, and it's very interesting take. I think um, maybe one just these the stereotypes of African-American women, um, the fact that they are headstrong, um, they kind of know what they want. They're not going to take any they're not taking any junk mm-hmm. from anybody. So, you know, as a man, you're not going to, that's good. You know, as a, yeah, as a man, you're not going to, you're not just going, you know, what's going, what you're going to get. And so you, you have to be on your game whereby Mm -hmm. I think in older cultures, it's like, you're going to, they're going to be more forgiving. So you can kind of, you know, play Mm -hmm. around and be a little bit, you know, you can still stay on that and still have that date. And so I think that's one of the, one of the biggest reasons why, um, usually, African-American women have a hard time uh, mm-hmm. dating. But, you know, I think that's from, you know, from a cultural standpoint, that's probably one of the biggest things um, that people go through. Because, you know, also, I mean, I, and I don't know if you didn't know this, that usually Asian women are the most desirable on those sites. It seems um, like it. It yeah, seems yeah. like it. And so I think it's the the whole, I think we just have this, from a Western culture, we have this fantasy of, you know, Asian women being docile and petite, right. and yeah. and that's and not the, and that ain't the case. <laughs> that's not it's not the case. No. Okay, and so that so the men can kind of puff themselves up and be macho man and, and right. whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's a difference between gentleness and uh, and being demure and being weak. It's, a, it's they're not related. You can be very strong and very soft, and uh, I think that's what. Uh, you know, guys think that they're, they're the Asian women are going to be all docile and all that, and they and they're not. And they could be very gentle and very, uh, you know, not loud or anything. But that doesn't mean they're not strong. So uh, that's that's a good one to learn. But I don't want to get into all generalities. That was not my point. Right. But um, right. um, I just want to be. Able, I want us to help people. So like, so right. they they do the right thing that they're aware. Like, hey, culturally, um, you know, when you're dealing with this this culture, that culture, you have to be aware of this or that. And I think that's a right. good thing. So overall, Keith. What would be kind of your three, um, and do it in a basketball way, if you would, your okay. three best plays that couples need to make to win the game? Win the game. Okay. So let's, I like to take it from a, um, from the, the first thing is when, really in regards to dating is that you should practice. Um, practice if you want to, you want to be able to play the game. Um, In basketball, you don't just practice once and you're all of a sudden you're LeBron James. Um, LeBron James puts in the work and he knows what his strengths are and he knows what his weaknesses are. And he work if he does, he I'm sure he has weaknesses. Free throw shooting was one of them. And he works on he works at it until he gets better. And I think in dating, we don't do that enough. We don't know what our we don't think about what our strengths are in dating and what maybe our weaknesses are. Okay. And 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 work at work at that. Okay. And and assess our dates. What? How did it mm-hmm. go well? How could it have gone better? Okay. Um, 
And so, you know, we take it to kind of relationships um, or marriages. We, we need to have a game plan. We need to have a game plan as far as what, what we want to do to win the championship. Got so it. in the cha- the championship is really getting to uh, um, kind of as long as your, your marriage lasts until you go on to the next life. Got and it. Uh, so what is, what's that game? So the game plan is, is just that. And I know that's a tough thing because we as couples, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that we just do not talk about right. until there's an issue that mm-hmm. comes. And then, the other thing is, which is, um, I think, is be able to call a timeout. If things aren't working or, you know, you have a heated discussion and, you, you know, it's just not going to be resolved, call a timeout um, and step back and, and get at it at another, at another time. Got it. Okay. Our special guest on Guys Guys Radio has been Keith Dent. The name of the book is In the Paint, How to Win at the Game of Love. Keith, I really appreciate you being on the show. Tell everybody where they can find uh, more about you and uh, where they can get your book. Well, uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you can find the book at um, on Amazon. Uh, just just put in the paint how to win at the game of love. Make sure you put that all in and you should be able to find it. Um, you can also email, uh, go on the website at uh, www.keithdent.com. And, and you should be able to find it there as well, as well as my services, um, you know, just the things that I like to, things that I have to offer, as well as contacting me. As, and if you want to get onto my newsletter, uh, that's a great way to do it. Great. All right, Keith. Listen, great job. Thanks so much for being on Guys Guys Radio. And we'll talk again soon. All right. Great. Thank you for having me, Robert. And you have okay. a good day. You too. Okay, welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. It's your host, Robert Manny. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we had an inter- interesting discussion about love and basketball with Keith Dent. And uh, some final thoughts here. You know, this is Guys Guys Radio, the place where, where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Blog Talk Radio. My website is robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com. There's over, over 300 blog posts on everything about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. You can also get information about my book there, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, where it all started. It's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's been called The Male Sex in the City. You can pick it up on Amazon or any place where they sell books online. Also, all of our Guys Guys radio podcasts are free. There's over 300 and well, just about a 350 now, so you can download any of them on uh, on iTunes uh, or any of the other platforms. Uh, I would ask if you want to support the show, pick up a copy of my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, and uh, rate, review, and subscribe to Guys Guys Radio on uh, iTunes, and thank you for your support. Um, Final thoughts about what uh, Keith Dent had to say about love and basketball and pulling it all together. I would just say this, as a guy's guy, let the game of love come to you. Let it come to you. Don't work it too hard. Don't overplay it. Don't always be going for the three-point play. And whatever you do, don't foul out. All right. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Got a special guest then. And until then, remember, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. Finish first.